You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Erica Alexander. And I'm Whitney Dow. Welcome to Reparations, The Big Payback, a production of Color Farm Media, iHeartRadio, and the Black Effect Podcast Network. We're not interested in interracial housing. We don't want your neighborhood. We want ours to be just as good. See, we don't want a store in your neighborhood, but we don't want you coming in our neighborhood and opening up stores and exploiting us and then go home and throw a bomb if we move next door out in the suburbs. We don't want your schools, but we want our schools to be the highest and the best possible for our black progeny. See, what people don't understand, we are saying, and we're not asking, you see, the die is cast, as I said, we're not asking, we're saying this is the way it's going to be. Now, you get this straight, you can kill all the black folks you want to, baby, but you will not kill the freedom of black folks. It's coming, we're gonna get it. We fought in every one of your damn lousy wars, baby, and you give us nothing. Now the war is gonna be here, cause we're gonna be free. Now you kill all you want to, but we kill too. So Erica, how are you doing this week? Whitney, honestly, I don't know. Most recent killing of an unarmed black man, Andrew Brown Jr., the one in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, has me feeling pretty pessimistic. It never seems to end, does it? Yeah. This one was like an execution. The sheriff's deputies rolled up to serve a warrant, or so they say. But from the little video the city has released, you can see that four seconds later, Brown was dead from a gunshot to the back of the head. And once again, they still won't release the police body cam footage. It's traumatizing, as I think it's meant to be. What, you think there's an agenda to all these killings? Yes, I do. And we get to that in a minute. But it's not just traumatizing. It's sad. It's just immensely, immensely sad. 
Black America is a nation within a nation, a nation in a perpetual state of grief, a huge family that can't go more than a day or two without a funeral. Every day we get the shots of the crying family, the attorneys calling for justice, the marchers marching, Al Sharpton preaching over the casket. They should just save themselves the trouble and expense. And the killings. Right. Yeah. That part. And just make stock footage of it all and run it over and over. You know, I see your point. It seems like the original sin of slavery and Jim Crow never went away. They just morphed into this weird apartheid regime. Enforced by murder. Daily murder. Now, if that's not an agenda to keep black people in line, it'll do to an agenda gets here. I don't know what to say, Erica. I'm sorry it seems so small in the face of it all. I know. Still, I'm sorry. Thanks. This revolution is filled with so many ironies, really. First, you tell us that it is manly to keep your word. All right? If you are a man, you keep your word. And now all of the black people in this country are demanding, and even the black people in the whole world are demanding, is that you keep your word. You told us we were free. Well, then show us that we're free. You told us that there is justice, equality for all in this country. Well, then stick to your word and let us see the justice and equality for all. Or else admit to us that you're not a man. You're a worm. You're afraid of us. You're afraid to give us equal stand. You're afraid that if you give us equal ground that we will match you and we will override you. And if that's what you're afraid of us, then, then tell us that just what you're afraid of. But don't keep hiding it from us and, and holding this up to us. And every time we ask you for something, you give us a little bit of something and it's all tokenism. We don't want tokenism. And there are most black men in this world that don't want charity. And yet still every time we ask you for something, you give us a little piece, a little piece. You're playing games with us. We're not children. We're, we're big men. I've seen my father have to put up with all kinds of stuff. He was a big man. He raised a family. He went down south and he had to go around to the back door with his wife. We're not asking for anything. We're not asking for any favors. All we want is what's ours. Here we are talking about reparations. And what if the truth, the ugly truth, is that America will never pay reparations to black people for slavery, for Jim Crow, for what Lincoln called the wealth piled by the bondsmen, 250 years of unrequited toil, for any of it? Do you really think that's the case, Erica? After everything we've discussed here, hasn't any of this given you a sense of hope? Well, yes, of course. I mean, with all the good work being done by Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and Alderwoman Robin Rue Simmons, yeah. I mean, there's a possibility that Congress may take it up. But look at all the refusal by some in Congress even to talk about reparations, even to study reparations. What if there's something in the American psyche that just refuses, refuses to let this get dragged across the finish line, you know? And what do you think that would be? Paging Dr. Freud. Paging Dr. Freud. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, Erica. I get that large segments of American population are in some kind of denial. We've heard it time and time again. I didn't own slaves. It's not up to me. This doesn't have anything to do with me. Haven't we done enough? I mean, look at Obama. Look at Kamala Harris. Look at the NBA. They're all millionaires. Exactly. Look at little Nas X. He's a country music millionaire, so... And then, of course, there's American exceptionalism, right? The idea that we're so special, so different, so good, 
were such a beacon to the world that our country's wealth and prosperity couldn't possibly have been built on the crime of slavery. That's right. We believe we're special and different because of capital D democracy and 1776 and the noble experiment and all that. What a downer to hear that that's all bullshit. And so we deny. What do you mean we, Kimosabi? <laughs> yes, we deny. Oh, white America, official America denies. For us, it's the national myth of American exceptionalism. It's almost the national drug. Other countries have their own unique reasons for denying or not. You look at Germany and Japan and war guilt and reparations for World War II. Yeah, I mean, look at Germany. For all terrific crimes as a nation, and they were horrific on an unprecedented scale, Germany is recognized for having faced up to what they did. They can't deny it, and they don't deny it. They've admitted their guilt in starting the war. They also paid reparations for starting World War I. They've admitted their guilt in the Holocaust. They've owned it, and they've written the history books that way. And most importantly for our discussion, they've paid billions and billions in reparations to individual victims, to other neighbor nations, and to Jews as a class. And of course, German reparations helped build the state of Israel as a unique nation. They've taken on the job of making amends in a real way. Yes, but it can be more complicated than that on the ground for real victims of Germany's aggression. Here's a testimony of one man who was a child at the time of the German conquest of Poland during World War II, a Mr. Waldemar. Many Poles, including Mr. Waldemar's parents, were taken as forced laborers from Poland to Germany. His story illustrates the difficulty of actually getting reparations in a country whose policy it is to pay reparations. Mr. Waldemar is 77 years old and hasn't gotten anything yet. But to his way of thinking, it would never be enough. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Temat reparacji dla Polaków od czasów Republiki Federalnej Niemiec był przez lata ignorowany i do dziś nie jest zamknięty. The subject of the reparations for the Poles has been always avoided since the times of the Federal Republic of Germany and it has never been ultimately finalized to this day. 
Each subsequent German government has ignored the settlement issue of guilty German aggressors who took advantage of human beings to build the magnitude of the Third Reich. The system and the Nazi ideology does not justify martyrology. It confirms it. An ultimate financial settlement in the form of reparations is the only way to remedy the wrongs of the perpetrators. My personal situation was that as a Pole, I was born on September 2nd, 1944 in Niederschlema, Germany. I was a child to my parents Stanislav and Alfreda, who were taken from Poland to Germany as a forced labor staff to work in a paper factory. When I became an adult, I went to Polish-German Reconciliation Foundation to get compensation. But I was denied because I was told that I was in Germany for a voluntary basis and not forced to be there. The time to talk about human harm and depreciation never expires. I, as my parents' child, never got any financial compensation. I found out later that the heads of the Polish-German Reconciliation Foundation granted each other in total 362,000 zloty, which equals to over $95,000 and the CEO back then got 100,000 zloty, which equals to over $26,000 for the harm of the sufferers. This was a big issue in the Polish media. A couple of years ago I visited my birthplace in Germany. This small house in which I was born is still there. Times are different and people are different. The Germans live in good prosperity. Glory to the heroes of the war, but they were set not to be owed anything. Nowadays, the Germans are a great economic strength. Why? My father, as a forced laborer, had natural skills to service machines, cars, technical vehicles and tractors, but he could not service it without proper certifications. Then the German factory sent him to professional training in Zwickau. That means that even in war times, in relation to a forced labor, the law was organized very well. My grandparents, who were there too, used to say the times were difficult, we strived just to survive. According to my memory, the people felt cheated by the pre-war German government. Also, after the war there was a tendency to quickly forget about such painful events. Reparations were ridiculously low. All the nations and all the people in the world deserve civilized and worthy treatment. Reparations are the matter that should be precisely scrutinized. America was raised on the Native Americans' graves. What happened to the black people in slavery times was a disgraceful act. They say this is the country of freedom, but the natives are in reserves. When the black people fought for America, they showed their dedication to the country. They fought for the American freedom. If they have relatives living to this day, they should be rewarded for that. We also should strongly separate America from Columbus times and after the formation of the American country. The USA should only be accountable exclusively for what happened to the slaves once the nation was formed. We obviously can't question a terrible loss of the black lives before that. But it would be really difficult to verify who would be eligible to get the money. So then how to calculate it? Certainly from 1776th. But how many generations back? Four? The danger lies in the Commission's decision. What if someone is not granted? Will there be another rebellion? 
how to educate people about the reparations so that there were not people who would have felt left out. I believe that the reparations should be granted to the oldest eligible descendants in the family or the children if they have already died. In contemporary Poland, I became a member of an organization called Office for Veterans and Repressed People. They have been existing only for the past two years. I was issued an ID which states I was due to my parents' obvious situation there, someone who was in the work camp. To become a member, the major condition was to be born either in Germany or in the Soviet Union before the end of World War II. Having this organization as a backup, I can reapply to the Polish-German Reconciliation Foundation to get a reasonable reparation. They said I can do it. That is my right and I'm going to take advantage of it. Still, though however clumsily or stingily at times, Germany is acknowledged worldwide as clearly having been in the reparations business. Right. Yes. Well, Japan, by contrast, is like, who? Us? No way. We don't want to talk about that. You can't make us. No, 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 no. You can't make us. China, <laughs> Korea, Southeast Asia, the rape of Nanjing, forced slave labor, comfort women. We don't know what you're talking about. Ugh, talk about denial. It takes daily maintenance. And they're so stuck on this, Erica, and they won't be moved. You know, they cling to their own special kind of specialness. You know, Japan is too unique, too above it all, too much of a rare and beautiful chrysanthemum to have been any of these ugly things. And as the World War II generation is all but gone, and as each year goes by, they've kind of hardened into this position you hear in America that was such a long time ago. It's such a deflection. We have a nice new emperor. <laughs> have you seen our bullet trains? They're very fast. And for them, we're talking, what, only 80 years? Well, meanwhile in America, slavery ended 160 years ago. And you know, Erica, most Americans, black or white, can't remember what they had for lunch yesterday. And a lot of times they don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah, what's that? But how much harder then with slavery and Jim Crow, along with the myth of American exceptionalism, comes this idea of America as a young country? A forward-looking country, young country on the move, heading for the new frontier. We don't do looking back. Yeah, we pay Ken Burns to look back so the rest of us don't have to. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. But oh my God, Ken Burns, talk about reparations. We could go on all day about him, but hey, we ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> Let's talk about the motto of the city of Atlanta. Atlanta, the city too busy to hate. Perfect for the new South. Talk about a successful rebranding, but then uh, here comes black people always dragging everything down and white America, official America's like, why do you people have to make everything about race? Right, you people. What you mean, you people, which is funny coming from the people who invented race as a construct in order to feel better about kidnapping my black ass from Africa and bringing me here to do all that free work, then keeping me from having rights or freedom or justice and murdering random members of my family to keep me in line. Yeah, I'm making it all about race. I hate when you do that, Erica. Then again, I'm also too busy to hate. Mm, how nice for you. I've got an even worse scenario for you, though. Uh-oh. Worse than black America not getting reparations. What would be worse than not getting reparations? Whitney, you ever owe somebody money? 
Me, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I never don't owe somebody money. <laughs> you ever owe somebody money? And you get this feeling when you owe somebody money and you see them coming around. You start to hate them, right? <laughs> like, fuck that guy, right? And you feel like they're looking at you. They're looking at you like, you posted on Facebook that you had a nice meal, but how are you going to do that when you owe me money? How do you get the 1995 two-for-one Red Lobster special? <laughs> When you owe me $29.50. You feel like they're clocking everything you do. And you hate them. You hate them. Get off my Facebook, man. Locked. Mm. Beep. Asshole. That can't be tasted funny anyway. <laughs> and this goes on. And they're looking at you. With that look, like, you know the look. Come on, you know the look. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this bad blood. And then one day, the apocalypse. They ask you for the money. <laughs> they ask you for the money. It's like, oh, Jesus, oh, no, they're coming over here. Why are they coming over here? <laughs> they want the money. And they get all up in your grill, and they ask you for the goddamn money. They're like, um, I say, I, I hate to bother you, but I'm just wondering. And you're like, quit abusing me. Stand back up, Jesus. I mean, goddamn, I'm tricking as a fuck right now. Don't you see? $29.50, you say? Let me get back to you. Asshole. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends 
ends June 30th, 2024. Well, that's America. <laughs> they owe us money. Everyone knows it. Their friends around the world know it. So what happens? They start to hate us. I mean, they already hate us. But now a new and different kind of grudge is building. Like, I bet those black folks are out there clocking my Facebook page. Like, I just spent a trillion dollars on going back to space, but I can't pay reparations? So you're saying the very act of asking for reparations? Yes. The serious right now ask, the getting close like we're doing now. Will have the very perverse effect of making things worse for black Americans. Stop triggering me, man. Stop triggering me. Yeah, we don't get the money and we're more screwed than we were before. And black people are getting angrier. We want agreement by which we can live or die. You choose. If you won't listen to me when I make an appeal for the Negroes because you have no concern for the Negroes, listen to me when I make an appeal for America. You claim you love America. Well, we love America. But you are driving us back and you are making a Samson out of us and we are going to pull down the pillars. Should you try to pretend that I'm crazy because I want America to be saved? And then you think we have no right to ask for something? Is it too much to ask you to grant us human dignity? Should we be put down and shot to death for this request? If so, you can aim your guns. What the hell do you think we care about dying if you're going to deny us the right to live? Wow, Erica. That's pretty bleak. So you're saying that after all we've talked about, after the examples we've heard, the people we've talked to, the different initiatives, even after contributing to the discourse ourselves with this discussion, however much we've moved the needle forward, what you're saying is you're still pessimistic? Well, look, I I don't know if that's the word I'd use. Pessimistic. What's a worse word than pessimistic? Because that's what I feel. But (laughs) that metaphor I used earlier of dragging something like over the finish line, yeah. I don't know if there's an energy or the will for it in this country. I just, I don't know. I don't know that I bet money on it. Reparations are almost the photo negative of the Obama presidency. What do you mean? Hard versus easy. Time consuming versus quick. Painful versus painless. I remember when Obama was running, my late father-in-law, black man born in Virginia in 1920, kept saying, they're never going to let that black man become president. I remember him crying the night Obama won. What he maybe hadn't reckoned with was how badly white America wanted to be forgiven for the crime of slavery, how voting for Obama was a simple way, in their minds at least, to expiate that sin in one easy step, to get a get-out-of-jail-free car, to say, see, I'm not my ancestors. I voted for a black man. Get out of jail free, but it's not that simple or that easy. Exactly. Doing the work, the hard work of looking squarely at that sin, taking the time to calculate its terrible cost, acknowledging the hurt and the damage done, and paying money as a real tangible way of atoning for and exploiting that great sin, that's going to be hard. If it's going to be at all. If it's going to be at all. 
You know, Erica, maybe the ugly truth is that race, racism, is the ultimate business model. It's been more than successful through the centuries. Just look at the shining empire we, we white people, built on its foundation. Yep. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's worked for hundreds of years, and that may be the realest, ugliest, truthiest truth of all. And you know who understands the ugliest truths and tries to make them plain so we can look them in their ugly face? My main man, that natural-born genius, Killer Mike. The ugly truth is racism has been extremely profitable for America. It gave America an economic jumpstart when it was a young country trying to compete with empires like the United Kingdom and France. America used free labor, cotton, and the Industrial Revolution to get a jumpstart to the world stage. Post-slavery, and with the advent of the 13th Amendment, which disallowed slavery except for imprisonment, we saw a huge spike in the black male prison population throughout the South. And chain gangs were used to build everything from roads to actual towns, a practice still followed today as in Mississippi, we see federal and state officials fighting over who gets to use cheap and free convict labor to do upkeep of buildings. Besides that free labor, we are currently building new private prisons to put in small towns to serve as economic injectors in those towns. Those towns, oftentimes, and the greater state have made contracts with private prisons to keep them 70 to 80% filled, thus giving the motivation to target, I think, in one particular group of people and to target them for arrest for not the punishment of a crime, but for the perpetuation of private prisons. We have a problem in this country in that we like to use cheap labor to create wealth on the other side. And the community that has been used for cheap labor the most are black people. I believe that as a country, we can be the country we aspire to be, where there's liberty and justice for all. But we can no longer do this if we are married to the classic capitalistic system in which we use and abuse a people that were brought here for free or cheap labor, just like we do migrant workers now, just like we've done Africans in the past, just like they did the Chinese during the making of railroads, just like they've done even the Irish and the Latino population that came into New York through Ellis Islands in the 20s, 30s, and after. This country knows that a different way is possible. The question is, are we too lazy and apathetic to try a different way? I was struck one time when I saw a white man being arrested in an airport, and he said to the police, you can't do me like this, I'm black. And just like Jane Elliott has said before in her classes when she asked white people, if you know these things are happening, you know they're going wrong, why don't you do anything about it? Because they wouldn't volunteer to be black. They know if I volunteer to be black, I can put a cross here. Whether it's speeding tickets or whether it's we know every police shooting has happened in a area where the credit score is below 550. It is easy to target black and not only black, but the poor. Racism is an advent of classism. Classism is an advent of the bourgeoisie and the elite meant to oppress the peasant class. If we don't start to fight racism right now in this country, then we will forever remain an empire that uses the free labor of black people. 
to exploit and capitalize off of. We have an opportunity in this moment to give people what we truly promise as freedom and justice for all. That means we must fight, fight, fight every step of the way against racism. And it's not enough to be non-racist. You must be vehemently anti-racist. Next time on Reparations, the Big Payback. Here I am in Ghana. It is hot, to say the least. I don't think we'd ever have a great Back to Africa movement unless they get better air conditioning. I gotta ask you a question, because I hadn't thought of this until the other night, but here we are in Ghana, and here we are at the dungeon, slave dungeon. The people who helped these people get in were Africans. Do they have any sort of responsibility or accountability to the diaspora? I think the answer would have to be yes, they have to take some responsibility. But I think that we also have to put it in a certain historical context because, you know, slavery had always existed in the world. There was no time that there wasn't slavery. And the Africans themselves practiced slavery. Every place in the world there was slavery. And so, When slavery was introduced as part of the European-African trade, historically there would have been no way for the Africans who had always existed knowing there was slavery to understand that chattel slavery is a new institution. It did not exist in the world before. Chattel slavery is that slavery where you, the slave, are the same as a cow. You are chattel. You are furniture. You're not a human being. So the slavery that was invented for the New World to grow cotton and sugar and whatever was a slavery that was a new invention. So you can't really, you have to take responsibility, the Africans have to take responsibility, but you have to put it in the context of what they knew. So the Africans who said, when the Europeans came and said, okay, well, we can give you this and this and this and you can give us slaves, and they thought, okay, that's a good deal. How can they be responsible for knowing what was going to happen across the Atlantic. And then you also have to look historically at when many of the, the big chiefs found out or got word that this was something totally different that was going on. Many of them intervened to stop the trade of slaves. So that's not to say that means that they're completely innocent. But you can't then just whitewash them or blackwash them or however you want to say with the same brush as those who did the actual execution of this unique slavery called chattel slavery that had not existed in the world before. This podcast is produced by Eric Alexander, Ben Arnon, and Whitney Dow. The executive producers are Charlemagne the God and Dolly S. Bishop. The supervising producer is Nicole Childers, and the lead producer is Devin Mavic-Robbins. The associate producer is Kevin Pham, with additional research support provided by Niall Blas. This episode was written by Tony Perrier. Original music by DJ DTP. Special thanks to Mr. Waldemar Ograknitsak and his daughter Sylvia Ograknitsak, who prepared and wrote his story. Reparations, The Big Payback is a production of Color Farm Media, iHeartRadio, and the Black Effect Podcast Network in association with Best Case Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.